0: Hi, everyone. This is Carmen. And Christina. And this is Historias Unknown, a podcast where we talk about Latin American history. Sometimes it's horrible, dealing with heavy topics like racism, corruption, and genocide. But more than that, it's also about resistance, power, and community. Yes, exactly. Thank you. So I don't know if you... No, I did tell you what I was going to talk about today. I have already forgotten. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) um, at the time of recording, which is what? Today's Saturday. That's so what we do on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yesterday at the time of recording was trans, international trans day of visibility. Yes, it was. Yeah. I have to add that I didn't know there was a day. Oh, yeah. Um, I found out because of Twitter and I was like, why did I not know this? hmm. Mm-hmm. I found out that same way social media
1: oh, a okay. few years ago,
0: though. But, oh, a you few know, years ago. if it wasn't for that, I would have no idea. Yeah. Um, so thank you, social media. So, <laughs> in light of that, I wanted to bring attention to a Terrell Blazer from Ecuador fighting for LGBTQ rights in Ecuador. That felt redundant. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a little bit. In, in terms of like timelines that we usually talk about, this is more recent, but this woman has made history nonetheless. Okay. So, um, I'm going to be talking about Diane. And I think I read an article that she pronounces it Diane. Because it's actually oh. like to say it in like split in three syllables. So that would be the Ane. And that's <laughs> how you split it yes, up. So I guess I'll say like, it like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. guess. I mean, it's in Spanish too. So. Uh, so the Marie, Rodriguez, Sambrano, And I still say the middle name in English. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help it. It's fine. Um, you can't help it. You're a pocha. Yes. It's exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We accept our pocha-ness. <laughs> we embrace it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's me embracing (laughs) it. Um, So Diana was born on March 16th, um, 1982 in Ecuador. This is very recent then. Yes, it is. In 2017, she was the first trans person to be elected to the National Assembly of Ecuador. So like their Congress. Wow. And before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about her early life. At the tender age of 16, Diana lost support from her family, um, you know, which is sadly very common and just as common and just as sad. She turned to sex work in order to survive. Um, and that reminded me of Silvia Rivera when we talked about her, except she was way yeah. younger, uh, which l- is very too young, you know, and still 17 is like a minor, you know? yeah. Sorry, I was laughing because um, Christina's child was screaming in the background. Just Yeah, you're going to hear them yeah. and apologies ahead of time. I can't do anything about them. They live here. <laughs> <laughs> they live here and I have no child care. <laughs> when she was 17, she began her activism work uh, with the foundation called Amigos Por La Vida. It was in this organization where she connected with other NGO youth groups. Um, and I was going to. Because I know what NGOs are, but I couldn't remember what they stand for. And then I meant to go back in and type that in. Non-government organization. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't remember. I was like, something organization. Thank you. Look at that. I know things. Of course you know things. Yeah. (laughs) You know more than you think you know. (laughs) You know what? That's true. Yeah. So she connected with other NGO youth groups. And during her activism, she championed LGBTQ causes and helped promote HIV and AIDS awareness and things like that. She later participated as a field researcher in what's called the needs assessment, which is part of like another organization. Mm. And the results of that study were published a year later. And she developed LGBTQ activist rights in Ecuador while studying commercial engineering at the Universidad de Guayaquil. Unfortunately, she left in her second year because of bullying. Oh, yeah. In 2006, she created a community-based organization called Feature Community with the help of another trans project. And this organization focused on local activism for gender identity, which really arose as a response to society's conflation of sexual orientation and gender identity. So those are two separate things that a lot of people don't understand, right? Yes. Um, And the group she formed future community was like a response to that to like to bring education around that okay sadly only after six months this organization disbanded and um diana felt it was because of the patriarchy or what she called the gay okay is this like gay people not accepting trans people because this is a common story basically yeah yeah uh, because uh yeah if we go back to like sylvia rivera and her story same thing yeah it's basically her term to describe that wow i don't know what to call it it's not a phenomenon it's but wild. That, it's, um, um, it's, yeah it's wild to me because like and this isn't just apl- applicable to like lgbtq community rights is also applicable to like anyone that is oppressed, that some groups will join the oppressor in order yeah. to not be oppressed. And that's what, you know, black a lot of, of, of like men of color they, with um, feminism. Yeah. Or like um, Mexicans. Yeah. Turning on black people, you know, being Un- racist themselves. <laughs> Unsolved- yeah. Within communities. it's It's wild. Salvadorians to indigenous people mexicans Uh indigenous people any latin american to To each other yeah Yeah. um i don't know i think people want to hold on to the little semblance of power they have maybe maybe that's part of it yeah that's gotta be it. yeah so yeah she coined this term gay triarchy or in spanish gay triarcado okay which is the same thing in in spanish is called patriarchy i don't know how to say it but i mean it's the same word yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i know i know what you're saying i also can't say the word does it come naturally out of the mouth okay i'm just like my my pocha mouth can't um i'm gonna try it Patriarcado. Uh, carmen that was good <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's i just like the i have to think about it <laughs> sometimes we have to <laughs> give ourselves thumbs up <laughs> sometimes we have to be our own thumb no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <That> was stupid <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i loved it though <laughs> thank you <laughs> um so yeah she coined this term and so yeah she explained just how society is patriarchal so was the lgbtq movement which is what you just talked about mm-hmm. you know and the gay rights movement largely overlooked um trans issues and really only served and benefited gay men yeah and i had a little sentence about what you already mentioned (laughs) Okay, Um, about it's the same everywhere the same thing Mm -hmm. here with the um, lgbtq movements and it's something we talked about in the episode about silvia rivera yes yes um so yeah Diana coined this term to explain and name this injustice so Diana went on to establish a, another advocacy group called Asos Asociación. <laughs> yeah, Asociación. Oh, see, <laughs> si? I thought I could say it. Damn, man. Oh my God, our pocha is uh, S- 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 Association <laughs> Asociación. Yes. Yeah, uh, our pocha is strong today. <laughs> let me tell you that after the hours of 3 p.m., my brain is mm. even just more pfft. And so then the pochanes, the forgetting words, the, yeah, everything just is just, really yeah. strong. Um, I feel you. I'm mm. not like that because I woke up late today. Oh, I mean, I Kyle let me sleep in. <laughs> I didn't get up with the kids and I am still like this after <laughs> 3 p.m. So I didn't even finish saying the name because we got stuck on that word. I'm just gonna say it in My English. Season um, si- Silueta Association or si- Silueta X Association. Okay. Um, so this was an advocacy organization that focused on advocating for trans people, sex workers, um, alleviating poverty in those groups, and HIV and AIDS prevention. Silueta X also obtained a grant to help trans youth leave sex work. And to become trained and educated in other fields like art, sewing, um, makeup, hairstylist. Yeah. yeah. Wow. In 2008, Diana was unexpectedly fired from her job at the Hotel Oro Verde. And at this point or by this point, she had been unexpectedly fired um, from three jobs already. Wow. And she had never sought legal action but this time she decided to sue the hotel chain since she was positive that she was being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Just the day before she was fired, she had made a public appearance with Silhoueta X by participating in a panel that talked about economic and social inclusion of trans people. Mm, that's how I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like this is not yeah. a coincidence. Yeah. And the panel was called Increasing HIV AIDS Awareness in Transgender Youth. <laughs> So um, it was a public appearance that came out on TV and everything. And it was no coincidence to her or really to anyone that she was fired <laughs> <laughs> after yeah, publicly wow. participating in a panel that brought awareness trans issues. Yeah. Diana um, sued the hotel chain and she was the first person to file a lawsuit for LGBTQ discrimination against a private company in Ecuador. Deanna didn't seek damages or compensation, only to be reinstated to her previous job as a cashier at the hotel, and for her gender identity to be respected at work. Understandable request. Yeah, but Although ultimately I would demand money. Yeah, ultimately what she didn't—they didn't do it. No, the lawsuit didn't go her way. Um, the hearing concluded that the hotel did not need to accept. They did reinstate her job, but the hearing concluded that the hotel did not need to accept her self-identification as a woman because her self-identification did not match her legal identity. In other words, like her, yeah, her legal name, her ID, like none of that matched who she, you know, was. So Diana said, fuck this. (laughs) Good. And um, she led a campaign called Females with Female Names, which garnered attention about the legal issues that trans people um, face regarding their ability to change their names. Um, -hmm. so she, along with four others from Silueta X, sued the local registry office after being told she could not change her name. And she cited the anti discrimination passages in Article two of Ecuador's at that time new constitution. Mm -hmm. It had just been voted in place that same year. So this lawsuit did go Diana's way, your face. Oh good. (laughs) And her, along with the four others that joined her lawsuit, were able to change their names legally and get new identity cards within a week. Oh, within a week! Yeah, Amazing. Of the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the appeal of their lawsuit because it was locally oh. and then it went nationally. Yeah, you know. Okay. But at the end, they you know got what they were fighting for. So this was the first lawsuit of its kind, and it really said, in Ecuador. Yeah, in Ecuador. It set legal precedent allowing and normalizing the name changing process. As a result of this lawsuit, a law was later established to allow trans and intersex people to change their birth given names. So, yeah, before it it wasn't in law, it was just like um, the lawsuit that passed. But basically passing a law codified this right it's kind of like roe v wade where is that how you say that yeah like it codified it's not codified sorry we went through this before we have an episode where we have the same conversation and i (laughs) um told you that i had always heard it said codified and then you said that you had never heard it that you only read it (laughs) (laughs) and that's why i thought it was codified yeah Okay, so we don't need to go through this again. No, I'm pretty sure it's codified because, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, that's the same conversation that people have been having for years here about Roe v. Wade, how it's like a, it was a, you know, Supreme store, Supreme store. (laughs) Yes. Essentially a store because they're being bought by corporations. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Supreme Court decision um, and there's no actual federal law in place. And so people have been asking for years, like it needs to be codified, yeah. you know, through a federal law. So that's basically what happened here. So along with workplace discrimination and being disowned from her family, Diana also faced um, physical vi- violence in 2012. She was attacked and oh kidnapped. <gasps> Af- yeah. After leaving the offices of Silueta X, she was released. And um, after, you know, seeking treatment and feeling physically okay again, she continued her advocacy work. Wow. <laughs> so she did um, not did let they that do her. anything to her captors? I tried looking for more information and I couldn't find any. Um, also, I was tired. Understandable. After yeah, everything else I had already read. And so... Um, I did forget to keep looking for more information about it. Okay. Um, so I don't know. We'll never know. You know, I hope so, but I don't know. I hope so yeah. yeah. And I I don't even know like the details of that because I, you know, it wasn't in the first page that popped up <laughs> when I Googled her. So okay. um I didn't look past that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay. sorry. So Diana first ran for Congress in 2013, making her the first trans candidate to run in Ecuador. Yeah, sadly, she lost that campaign, but she continued her advocacy efforts and her goal to become a member of Congress. Um, Diana said in an interv- in, in interview, that is hard to say. <laughs> it is. Too many of uh, uh, sounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in an interview, she said, you feel politics with your heart. It's a commitment that you have to make with yourself, a commitment that you make with your people and humanity. In general and that type of commitment um, you have to live with the rest of your life. So if only, you know, more politicians felt that way. If only yeah. So then she ran again in 2017 and won. Wow. Yeah. Um. Prior to that she made headlines because her and her partner who's also trans, Fernando Machado became one of the most high profiled trans couples after making their pregnancy public. I don't know if you remember. Oh! Oh, yes. Seen pictures uh, of this. I must have seen I think them. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, when I saw the picture, I I remember them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this making the headlines back then. Yeah. So, oops, I thought I wrote down the year, but like, oh, I think it was 2015. Yeah. The picture that I saw in the article, which is, I think, the one that made the rounds back then in the headlines Fernando mm-hmm. is wearing a dress and Diana is holding him, and like both of them, like from behind, and both of them are like caressing um fernando's pregnant belly are you looking at yes up? i'm looking at oh, them okay. now i yeah. remember this yeah. yeah um and without getting into talk about their genitals because that doesn't matter you know yeah the media back then of course did put too much focus on this it was like what everybody was talking about and i'm like yeah who cares <laughs> i remember that yeah um a bunch of weirdos exactly we just like, covered uh a trans murder case from uh, Puerto Rico at the beginning of March. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I remember that. One of the things MJ said, she's like, they're just too focused on other people's genitals, weirdos. <laughs> like, it is super weird. Like, I don't understand. So, yeah, the pair conce- made headlines because they conceived naturally since neither had undergone um, sex reassignment surgery. And I think when people talk about trans issues, they focus too much on that. Either way, but yeah. I'm mentioning it because it's part of what made it such high profiled. Mm-hmm. Her partner Fernando is was female a s- to male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their pregnancy challenged people to rethink traditional gender roles and promote diverse families. Um while well, many, you know, criticized the couple. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I wish I remembered, because I like I remember the news. Uh, I just don't remember, like, like I don't know. Like, I imagine what uh, La Gordo, El Gordo y La Flaca said about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, you can picture it. You don't need to know what was no, said to know right. what where they were saying. Yeah. Really, it's it's the same as always. Um, how it's not right. How uh, confusing it must be for kids to see this, mm-hmm. like. It's not natural. A bunch of a bunch of bullshit, really. A bunch of bullshit, indeed. Thank you, Sami. <laughs> Sami agrees. <laughs> the pair had their son in 2015, and they named their son Sunumu, a gender-neutral name, which in the indigenous language Guarani means revolution. What a beautiful name, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god, I heard it, and I was like, oh, "That's gorgeous. yeah." Actually, I saw that it meant. Rev- Revolution or revolutionary love. So I'm not sure which one it is. Either way. But either way. It sounds yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um Sadly, they received death threats against them as parents. And <gasps> of course. And even against their son, Sunumu. Oh my God. The death threats were so bad that Diana and Fernando sought protection from the police. Which is saying something for sure because during her activism years. Well, she's always been an activist, but when she was younger, you know, she mm-hmm. would um, protest the police for their um, treatment of trans people. So, like, I mean, yeah. How scary you must it be to have to rely on something that has yes n- been known to be a danger to you and your community. Yeah. What you stand for. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But in better news, after the pregnancy and Sunumu's birth, Diana's family accepted her and Fernando. Oh yeah. that's good. Oh, I just I got like happy chills. Yeah, and I did read that Fernando's family um always I don't know about always, but that they accepted him and Diana and, you know, the family as that's well. That's good. And I wanna say he was from Venezuela, not from Ecuador. Ecuador, yeah. Okay. As a legislator, Diana continued to fight for trans rights while also fighting um against injustice as a whole. Mm. And Diana explained that she Although she was, like, fighting for injustices, like, generally, she would always focus on trans people uh, because trans people are among the least protected within the LGBTQ community. Yes. And they're fighting for their lives, really, you know, to not be killed on the streets. Yeah. So um, Deanna is a truly trailblazing icon fighting for equality and rights. She's made little history, more than once, right? She was the first person to run for Congress, the first trans person to run for Congress in Latin America. And although she didn't win that time, you know, later on, she became the first trans member of Congress in Ecuador. Yeah. And her advocacy work, her lawsuits, like they set literal legal precedents, like they changed (laughs) the law. Everything in that country. And then her... um. Family, right? Also made history. So, yeah, I mean, she's truly made history. But when asked about being a pioneer, she's humble. (laughs) She's a humble queen. (laughs) Yeah, humble queen. She shines away (laughs) from that, um, saying that there are other trans and cis people fighting similar battles in private. And um, she added that these invisible stories have changed the way she thinks about power, saying power cannot be found in political spaces. The t- hmm. That type of power is f- Ephemeral I'm not saying that right I don't know But you know that, that word is. No uh, Hold on let's, okay. let's look that up really quick Because I'm sure yeah, I'm not saying know. it right I don't know what word this is Because f- I'm not saying it right I think <laughs> Ephemerable um, Lasting for a very short time Is what it means Okay okay Ephemeral Oh okay See because I yeah. said it wrong <laughs> Um, so yeah that that type of power pull poli- it from political spaces is fm damn how did she say it how did i say it? i forgot already F- ephemeral no that was wrong sure i don't I'm know just, I, can't I just want to check one more time just do it again yeah ephemeral 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 okay okay ephemeral that, that type of power is ephemeral <laughs> doesn't sound right still whatever we're moving I on from know. that yeah um she said real power <laughs> can't be found in i'm sorry real power can not can't <laughs> Can: yes. It can be found in the si people: Yes, <laughs> in the people, their communities, and their organizations. So yeah, I mean, that's very true. Yeah. Um, Anne completed her term as a congress member, went on to become a psychologist. Actually, I don't know if she did that in between or before she was elected. I didn't really get the okay. time frame right um but last year she received a master's in social science with emphasis on gender <gasps> and development so that's cool amazing yeah oh my god she's gonna change so many lives with that i mean she already has she's gonna like, do more though, i'm just amazed amazing. i am truly amazed <laughs> yeah um and she continues her work with Silueta x and serves as a trans chair person for the organization beautiful and yeah, that was Deanna. I mean, there's so much more about her out there. She is not a historical figure in the sense of, you know, she's well in life today. Um, she's making history. Exactly. Yeah, she is making yeah. history. And so, I mean, she's active on Twitter, on Instagram. There's pictures of her at protests, powerful images. And she's just, I mean, I don't know, like an amazing person. It's there's not enough words to describe, I think. <laughs> yeah. Someone like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring attention to her, you know, in light of um, international trans Day visibility and because transphobia is real and alive in Latin America and in the United States. Yeah. We see it daily with the unnecessary hate towards the word Latinx. (laughs) Oh, my God. So over that conversation. Get over yourselves, men. Because, I mean, it's women, but it's always usually men. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just who cares? Yeah, so we see it daily with that unnecessary hate towards Latinx um, to recent calls of eradication of trans people by religious... I don't know how to say this word either. I just wrote it and I'm like, I should have thought about it before I wrote it. Zealots? Zealots? Zealots. Zealots? Yes. I think it's zealots. It's zealots, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, by crazy religious zealots. <laughs> to the reaction of many about the recent mass shooting, which was committed by a trans person. Yeah, yeah. Now they're like... Uh, There was a Ben Shapiro clip where he's like, and of course, why do I even watch these? Yeah. Anyway, get you mad? Uh, yeah. But he's like, oh, now you want to acknowledge that you can ban arms for some people because he's like, I'm completely fine with banning weapons for people that fall into the category of gender dysphoria because we should not give them weapons. That is my Ben Shapiro. (laughs) I'm sorry. How did you (laughs) perfectly catch? That was amazing. Do I practice that a little bit. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Paul said I laughed too too loud. Uh I mean, don't we all I couldn't um, help it. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, yeah, now he wants to pick and choose that who that can be applied to. Um Exactly. When you, when you look at the statistics, it's still the 90% of these yeah. violent shootings are caused by uh, cis head men. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember the word, the head part. Yeah. And um, when they do it, though, it's not a problem. It's not a man problem, no. you know. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I think it goes without saying that trans people are not the problem. You know, instead they are highly oppressed and face violence and discrimination at extreme rates. Yeah. And I think that if people are afraid of child predators, as is the common, you know, talk of people on the right nowadays. Yes. That they're afraid of child predators and they um, should look in their own churches and their own homes, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The patriarchy and adhering to... I thought you were going to say they should look within. <laughs> okay, I need to stop blurting out laughing like that because uh, poor listeners, your, I'm sorry. Um, is your ADHD. <laughs> we cannot gauge the volume of her voices or laughter. <laughs> Yeah, it is a common but how are you supposed thing. to control how loud you laugh? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean cuz you know how sometimes we're talking and yeah. it's like loud as fuck and then especially yeah. on the phone. I know. Uh yeah, that's a thing. Mm, it is a th- interesting very common among ADHDers. Hmm. Um so yeah, they should look within. <laughs> yeah, within. And yeah, anyway, I would just uh saying that adhering to strict gender roles does nothing but put people in boxes and it hurts all of us um yeah. so it's time that we stop looking to made up religions <laughs> and supposed morality from those made up religions <laughs> you know to what's right and wrong and realize that trans people have existed as long as humanity has existed you know so it's time that we move to a world where we accept our LGBTQ peers and the rights that come along with like full acceptance, you know. Very well said. I'm, Thank you. Sammy was clapping, so I clapped at the same time. <laughs> but it really goes with it. <laughs> I just, you know, don't mean to make people mad about the made-up religion thing, but you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it is made up. <laughs> um, and then before we end, I also did want to bring attention to the fire in Ciudad Juarez. Oh, oh my gosh! I was going to as well. Oh, okay. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah. And so um, this was at an an immigration detention center. And Ciudad Juarez. Yeah. Wait, you said that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sadly, you know, 39 migrants were killed in that fire and many were left injured. I don't know exactly how many were left injured. I saw like 20 something, but I'm not sure if that number is right. Mm -hmm. Still, many of the migrants were Central Americans of Mayan descent. And of course, many governments are to blame for this, including Central American governments for failing to address the causes that lead migrants to leave their homes in the first place, especially for the mistreatment um, of indigenous people. I mean, there's a reason why indigenous people are the ones that leave Central America the most. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, Mexico and United States for the inhumane conditions and treatment of migrants. So did you want to add anything? Yeah. And so um, it said... First media, the way the media first announced this that happened, they placed the, the blame on the migrants. Yeah, I I heard about that and I didn't understand, like, why or what? Like, do you know? Yeah, so they said migrants set fire to the detention center, killed this many people. But in reality, they had been protesting that they were not receiving any water. The inhumane conditions that were... They were living in this detention center and yeah, they were protesting and guards saw the fire and walked away. You okay, can see I the saw there was a video that of course I'm yeah. not going to watch because I'm like, I can't. Uh, yeah, don't do it. I did watch it. I can't stop myself. I have no self-control. I mean, if it and... popped up, I would watch it, you know, but it didn't, fortunately. Oh, it popped up for me. Yeah. You could see the fire start. You could see them walking around nonchalantly. They're like it's whatever uh, to them because to them it is just whatever. I mean, they see these uh, migrants as less than people, so they don't care about the treatment, you know, yeah. And so, um detention center officials never called nine one one. Firefighters arrived to the scene by chance. Wow. I didn't know. they that. were not called. Yeah. And these uh, migrants had been intentionally locked inside. Um, There was no attempt to cut them out. I did see that, that there was no attempt. I mean, that is so sad. Evil. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like it to me, it's sad that you have dehumanized someone so much that you would allow that to happen to them and that you would mistreat them so bad, like not giving them water that they protest in this way and then yeah. you just let the let that happen to them like and then the mexican media and even like we are me too fucking did it too well what um that the, page is stupid the by way the they way they reported yeah no they are <laughs> i mean there's they so many issues to be, yeah they pretend to be like oh for the latinos were uh, latino media but at the end of the day they're parodying like the same fucking you know same thing as bullshit. always yeah yeah so, of course, they reported it in this manner, too. But just, I mean, just that this happened and then the way they reported it, like, to blame the oh, migrants themselves and no one, like, then followed up. Like, actually, this is what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, it's it's irresponsible because Extremely. then, you know, people pick it up and then they they repeat the same rhetoric. When in reality, I did see um, a comment um, on some one post about the fire that said, oh, the dumbasses did it to themselves. How?
1: out yeah <laughs> of a, and that a human yeah. being
0: are you to say yeah. things like that i'm just like where is yeah. the empathy <laughs> yeah i don't know you know that know. um t-shirt or that clothing website the wicked clothes
1: <laughs> yeah where we get
0: um i got some stuff from there and, yeah they have a t-shirt that says it's um that oh. i want to get but that it says something about like it's the radical thing is to have empathy <laughs> and i think it's so true because i mean look at the response of of this and so many other things like if you feel for these migrants you are in the minority and that is sad yeah it is it is and there's so much to it that i could go on for days about mexico and their treatment of migrants (sighs) especially central american migrants And yeah, I mean, you said it. These were people from Central America, mostly. I think it was like at Salvador. I said Guatemala. uh, Guatemala. And then there was another one that was more people. Venezuela, I think, was the other one. Like every year. (laughs) Every year that the caravans are making their way, we see it. We have Mexican family members that are like, and I don't, it's, it's so intentional, the way the news portrays uh, these migrants, um, asking them about what they're fed. And then the memes go viral, making fun of these people and their love for beans. First of all, I fucking love beans. I will eat beans every day. No, no, it was day. because they were complaining about eating the oh, same thing right. every day, which was beans. And to that I say, yeah, and wouldn't you be sick and tired yeah. of eating the same thing every day? And they're like, oh, they should be fortunate. I'm sorry, have you had to leave your home and face violence, your whole journey, um, not know where yeah. your next meal is going to come from, and then you find shelter, and then you eat the same thing every day. What's yeah, wrong you with know, complaining like, about that? You complain about exactly stupid ass first world shit every fucking day. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's like these people, people think that they are, have no right to complain because they're the ones who left their country. And it's like, OK, you can still miss other foods. You can still complain. There's still there's plenty to complain about. Yeah. And and your right to complain is not gone just because you are in another country seeking refuge. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thank you for adding that because I didn't even know that because I hadn't looked that much into it Um, other than what was, you know. Yeah, I've been obsessively obsessively reading about it on Twitter. So, oh, I hope <laughs> you stop. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so, yeah, may those people that lost their lives rest in peace, and those of us that were lucky enough to be born on um, the side of a made-up border, <laughs> may we yep. continue to fight for their rights. You know. Yes. Um. Yes. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> um and yeah i mean that was today's episode do you want to add anything before no the only thing the only thing i was going to add was about the fire which you already did and then i guess the only thing i'll add now is um if you like this episode consider leaving us a five-star rating um tell your friends about historias and no (laughs) so sammy keeps moving the microphone and i'm like chasing (laughs) it to try and talk anyway yeah that is all i have to add yeah and thanks again everyone for listening insert tagline about history and learning something new today bye everyone that we don't have yet <laughs> yeah it's something like that bye <laughs> yeah bye.